It's the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPNHawaii.com, and I'm in downtown Detroit. And a little later in the show, I have a nice conversation with Linda Walter, who is the uh, director of the Outdoor Adventure Center on the Riverwalk in downtown Detroit. I'm looking over at Canada and the river, and but she'll tell us all about that. But I just ran into to Scott Pratt, who, who Linda works with, and Scott is the... Chief of Southern Field Operations for the DNR. And that, that, that covers a wide swath. Yep, it's a half Tell of the state. Tell us a little bit about where, how many uh, parks does that include? It's uh, 52 state parks and about over 20 to 30-some boating access sites. So it's pretty much, if you're looking at the Michigan as a mitten, I go from the thumb all the way across the Lake Michigan and down. Wow. So. And that, now, had you been involved in Detroit before that? Because uh, the DNR has only recently taken over Belle Isle, right, the last two, yep, three I years? Actually, I actually came on when DNR transferred over to the... To the from city to the um, DNR, okay. so that's when I came on for to work for the state. And so. what a difference that has made! That's the park that we hung out all the time, rode our bikes every day, took a run because we just lived in West Village a little oh, yeah. ways away. And such great recreation, and everything. But then it really took a, a downward uh, trend in terms of the upkeep. The city couldn't maintain yeah. it. The same problem we have in Hawaii: who should maintain the parks, the state or the county? Not only who has more interest and has the accessibility, but who has the funds to do so. Correct. Yes, and that's one of the, the the unique things that we have going on right now. We're working with the city, the state, and then the DNR as well, doing everything together. And we, when we signed our current contract, which is we're supposed to bring in twenty million for the in the first three years, we're already currently at our second and a half year at nineteen point six million. That so we're gonna for sure cover our contract you know with the with the city so and those are infrastructure but they're also very cosmetic effects yes. because when you go over to Belle Isle and see the Scott Fountain now and all the people that are riding their bike over there in that beautiful beautiful fountain and the casino area and how the grass is mowed and everything it's it's cause it made it may look cosmetic but in the hearts of people it's a real it is, it is, and I, and, and I would have to say that uh, Penske has been a big, huge supporter of that with the Scotts Fountain. They they took that on as their baby to get that upgraded, and then our the lights going onto the Scotts Fountain as well. You know, I mean, going over the MacArthur Bridge, that was a donation from them as well. And so, would that made, be re, uh, the, the uh, residual effects of the Detroit Grand Prix? I would say it is. Yes. Yep. I think the, the the attention that that race gives, and then them putting money back into the island as well, it's been a is a huge support for us. So. And it's so integral to the city of Detroit because so many people just like Linda says later in the show when we talk about the Outdoor Adventure Center, the, the, the theme of it is bringing up north downtown. And, you know, people living in the city, they don't get a chance to see a lot of green and stuff. And so Belle Isle, from, you know, generations, it has been where kids get to go, you know, play in the park and see green and see the, the zoo or, you know, the, see pets and everything. And now here, the Outdoor Adventure Center being a part of that continuation because you're, this can't be what, maybe a mile and a half, two miles to Belle Isle? I, Maybe it's, not it's even under that. Five. It's yeah, under just five. a couple miles. I just, just drove Jefferson. over there. Right. Yeah, just a, it's like less than five minutes. If and this is where we up. rode our bikes in the 70s and 80s, and we wouldn't pass anybody at the time. Because, now it's like you need a traffic cop right. for bikes. And as Linda <laughs> yeah. explains later in the show, where the Outdoor Adventure Center was a, a, a very, very old building, the Globe Building, where Henry Ford worked at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, But this whole outdoor, everything that's happening, and, and I think the whole thing of bringing the, even the showcasing of the, D, uh, the DNR for people to understand what the parks do. 
for yeah. you know most of the time they're thinking pure Michigan because everybody knows the Great Lakes and the wonderful <laughs> state of Michigan and of course that's the slogan pure Michigan and it really is but to really apply it to the inner city now I think that's one of the nice things that we the the ripple effect of the Outdoor Adventure Center Millican State Park and then the upkeep of Belle Isle currently it rippled throughout the whole entire state so everyone is starting to get a sense of what the DNR really does which is great and also it, it reminds people that it's you know you may live up north and most people in the city make an exodus up top north on weekends right whether it's winter time or summer but now people from up north are coming down into the city to do the slow roll the bike event uh you mentioned about the slow roll was they they were able to do the grand prix uh route last night i got in late because my plane had a bad connection i had to stay in the san francisco airport but i had planned on riding in the slow roll but they they had thousands of them it would have been one of four four, i think four thousand yeah isn't that great it's (laughs) every every monday night well thanks for taking the time linda and scott and uh it's the emily t gale show espn hawaii.com i saw patricia on her way out had a wonderful talk with her and then another one of your team members jackie it's so fun to get to know all of you and and see the exciting things you do and to be a part of what you're doing with all the say nice things about detroit items that you're putting out there you know i know i told you this about uh, renee monforton with the detroit convention bureau a couple weeks ago she posted on on facebook she said emily we're walking through the outdoor adventure center right now i've got journalists from all over the world with me and linda's giving a tour and we all just saw all your stuff in their gift shop <laughs> so we told the was, whole story of the connection that's what she and said. how it happened and she goes i know her i go of course you do <laughs> a lot of fun. you're the kevin bacon of detroit i love that yeah <laughs> we're all yeah and there's a whole lot of reasons so there's like metaphor group hugs going on all the time okay well thanks so much for your time and uh, to be continued I'll see you at the Grand Prix yes okay it's the Emily T. Gale show ESPNHawaii.com and we're going to talk with Linda later in the show and you'll hear a whole lot more about what's going on in the beautiful downtown Detroit and just like I'm always recruiting people to come over to the Ironman or over to Hawaii for events or they do come over for just vacationing people that come over I really encourage all uh, everybody in Hawaii or wherever you're listening from to get into Detroit. This is really a world-class city right now, what's going on. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? I it took is. a, I took a drive down Woodward, the new Nike store that's opened yeah. up there. And, of course, Run Detroit, which is a wonderful small entrepreneur right next to Shinola. And and uh, there's a lot of small entrepreneurs that are making it happen. You got watch on? You have a Shinola. Okay. <laughs> I just got a text from Jacques oh, did you? <laughs> saying, you know, see you over at the Grand Prix. So it's a lot of fun, and all the connections are really very special. My heart is touched. Thank you so much. I'll look A. Well, I just got a phone call from Linda Walters. Well, I'm talking to her right now. Linda Walters up on Detroit. Linda's the director of the Outdoor Adventure Center in Detroit and downtown Detroit. And they're, it's, uh, it's part of the DNR, uh, Department of Natural Resources. And I love their their uh, slogan, which is bringing up north to downtown. So Linda and I were just chatting. I said, Linda, let's let's take you. Just, you seem so enthusiastic about what's been going on. And so, Linda, thanks for letting me convert this to a Kate call as part of the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to talk to you, and I'm thrilled that we're taping. Well, the first thing you said to me when I picked up the phone is, oh, my God, I said to you, how about the spring-like days you're having right now in Detroit? And you said it's like summer. And, oh, Emily, we had such a great night last night. So share, you know, what you started to tell me before. I said, let me tape it. And so <laughs> talk about uh, it was a typical Wednesday down at, down at the uh, riverfront area of Detroit and where Outdoor Adventure Center is and, and just jump right into it. 
Oh, well, last night was our Wild Over Wednesday. We call them Wow Wednesdays. And we're open for extended hours. So we open back up. We close at 3. So at 6 to 8, we open back up. And everything is free. The building is free. Um, and we do extra programming. And last night was all about fishing. And in addition to teaching fishing and teaching casting and actually taking kids across to the Millican Harbor to fish, and every single kid got a fish. It was a great night. Um and some kids got more than one. Um, because you're so right there on the riverfront, right? You're right yeah, we're there. right on the Detroit River, and we're, the harbor comes in, and my, my people who work with us, they're avid fisher men and women, and they know the hot spots, and they were able to take all these beginning kids. We probably had about 25 beginner fisher people who went over there, and every single one on their first try caught a fish. So what a wonderful way to introduce them to something like that. And, and it was like 85 degrees and sunny. Uh, we have a student jazz band that plays for us on Wild Over Wednesdays, and they've been with us two years. Even before we opened, we did this this Wednesday night thing. So these are real accomplished student jazz musicians playing music outside, and people riding bikes and, and walking up and down the Declinder Cut, and we're outside playing, and, and everyone could come inside and it, it was just like this crazy night of all these wonderful people from every walk of life just hanging out and, and enjoying the nature around the building and inside the building. It was an incredible night. You said that uh, the Riverfront Conservancy, which is uh, part of, you know, the, of course, GM now owns the Renaissance Center right on on the uh, at the river, and the river walk extends for a number of miles along uh, the main street of uh, Detroit, Jefferson, but on the riverfront. And when I heard that Outdoor Adventure Center was being built a couple of years ago, I reached out to you and because uh, that was the area where I always heard and I rode bikes and ran and everything and just to see what was going on. And you reached back out, you know, really familiar with Emily's and the Emily Detroit runs, and we stayed in touch. And then when you opened up, I, I went there with uh, Trish White. The Detroit Fellows were having the very first uh, – event you had there and there were a lot of people detroit fellows they're all throughout the city doing remarkable things but it's become such a, a headquarters for what's going on in the city the, i always say since i've been watching you so closely and seeing how many stories are being written about the outdoor adventure center i say it's what's going to happen is all the kids growing up now are going to be saying we grew up going to the Outdoor Adventure Center all the time, just like we all say we grew up going to the Detroit Historical Museum. And my nephew, the first time I posted something about the Outdoor Adventure Center in downtown Detroit, he went, oh, my gosh, that's Corbin's favorite, Corbin's favorite place to go, their little son. And we're, we're members there. Oh, I, I love it. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, every time I post somebody, people say, we just went there for the first time last night. We had so much fun. But you're part of the Department of Natural Resources. And uh, talk a little bit. I mean, I got an email uh, two nights ago, which was wonderful. You know, I've been sharing things with people like, you can stop there on the way to Belle Isle, which is just a wonderful, of course, Belle Isle, uh, designed by Frederick Olmstead, who did uh, cab or, uh, the uh, Central Park. Central Park and also the park in, yeah. in Washington and Seattle, and it's in the middle of the city, absolutely wonderful. The Grand Prix, Detroit Grand Prix, will, is, is held there every year uh, coming up. And uh, I would tell people, you can stop there on the way. It just makes it a wonderful place to ride your bikes. But then when I got the email, I realized that the Belle Isle is also part of the park, so you are naturally linking them all together. 
We absolutely are. We actually have what we call a little triangle of the Detroit campus for the DNR. We have Belle Isle, which is the 102nd State Park in Michigan. It's about five miles from the building. And then we have Milliken State Park, which is directly across the street, a little tiny walk, um, which is where we were fishing the other night. And so those two properties, those park properties, are places that we bring the people who visit us. So we, you know, first of all, if you're bringing a school group down, why would you not go to all three? You're downtown. You don't want to miss any of these iconic places. And then second, if we're teaching, our job is, we always say, to inspire, educate, and connect. So if we inspire you to want to try kayaking and we teach you how to kayak, the best and closest place to kayak is Belle Isle. So then we tell you where to go and when the kayaks are available and, and how great that, that kayaking is to it goes the back of the island. You go under bridges that are like 100 years old. There's a ton of wildlife back there. We've seen fox and mink and um, there's eagles. And so when you kayak in the back of Belle Isle, you think you're somewhere way up north. So that's the kind of connection is to inspire people inside the building and then take them right out to Milliken or Belle Isle to do that next step of being an outdoors person. Well, Belle Isle, you know, I lived in West Village and Indian Village, and Belle Isle is where we hung out every day, you know, we're <laughs> and it's just such a wonderful place. Of course, the hydroplane races, people watch from there. There's so much going on there, but the, the fact, I love that thing where you say, and connect, because it, it just helps in the marketing for people that are coming into the city who haven't been for a long time and those who live there all the time and are always, you know, saying nice things about what to do in the city, and there you are out there really a big part of the marketing of reminding people where they can go. You mentioned the DeQuinder Cut. That used to be old railroad tracks, you know, that and, and now it's bike trails that are going through the city and connecting. Probably, I think I read somewhere that there's more miles of biking in Detroit than uh, most cities now, what's been happening. There is, and there's so much more on the books. There's a lot of, of interconnecting and spurs that are going off main trails. Uh, there's a, a, just a... A not, there's an actual committee of non-motorized transportation that meets monthly and is always looking at ways to develop and connect more areas. We have two miles of DeQuinder Cut right in front of our door. We go right to Easter Market and have lunch and come back. And then we have three and a half miles of Riverwalk Trail. So right at, at our corner, we have over five miles of beautiful urban trail, completely different, one on the river and one 25 feet under street grade. Um, my husband, when we're on the cut and we're in that below street grade and there's these huge bridges with really cool natural urban graffiti and, and some real cool improvements, some, some physical um, uh, fitness equipment, a, a, a little stage. There's all kind of little things that happen when you go down the cut. And my husband says, I feel like we're in Europe. I'm riding my bike. I feel like I'm completely transformed somewhere else. Um, that is so cool. cool. In the 70s and 80s, and we ride our bikes down there, we would rarely pass anybody else. And, and we'd say, it's so cool down here. But to, to kind of uh, just uh, clean it up a bit and, and what's been done, and it's just drawing thousands of people on a, on a everyday basis, really, uh, that are using their bikes for uh, how to get to where they're going. And let's talk a little bit about the Outdoor Adventure Center. Now, you know, what's your background with the, with the uh, Department of uh, Natural Resources? I was actually hired to work in the Outdoor Adventure Center. Prior to working with the DNR on this project, I worked um, in community recreation. I was uh, the recreation director. I started the recreation department in Clinton Township, Michigan, fresh out of college. Didn't know what oh, I was part doing. of DNR. <laughs> uh, no, DNR. that was city. That was city. That was city. Okay. So I was I was working for local government um, in Macomb County, 
and I did that for a really long time, started the department from scratch. And then when this project came around, there were some conversations. People came to me and was like, would you be interested? And this is what it's going to be. And one of the reasons I was a candidate who was considered is because I had started a department from scratch and because I had that community background, like how do you get people to keep coming back and why would they come back and, and, and how do you make it more than a walk through and read the signs kind of place. And so that's been my blessing is to say, how many cool things can we do this week? What else can we do? Um, you know, we had the Wednesday night thing last night with the fishing and the jazz band outside. And then on Saturday, we're having outdoor games and s'mores all day, kind of celebrating Memorial Day weekend. So we're going to have volleyball and ladder golf and all kinds of craziness out on the front lawn, plus the mora making. And, and then indoors. On, indoors. Huh? There's just as much going on indoors, too, right? Yeah, exactly. So, the, And then we have all of our special stuff going on inside. And then on Saturday, we're leading bike rides down the cut all Or on Sunday, we're leading bike rides down the cut all day. So That's something a little different you. in and out. Yeah. Well, it's been nonstop. I mean, every place, place I turn, uh, wonderful stories be written. I saw one uh, by Jeff uh, Warnicky from uh, Owl Magazine. I thought that was one of the, the uh, just finest ones that's been written. Some wonderful quotes from you, but he was really comprehensive and, and very thoughtful in, in what he wrote. And, um, you know, that, that whole phrase, bringing up north downtown, there's so many city kids that don't get a chance to be you know, get out where there's green and nature and your displays in the in the outdoor adventure center. As I say, I was my first trip there after you and I had talked to stuff, Trish White invited me to come to the uh, kind of the graduating dinner of all the Detroit fellows that I mean there's some pretty impressive people that, you know, got those fellowships. But they were so enthusiastic and what it showed me was that your facility with that meeting room that you have upstairs where people can have pretty large numbers of people come and, and have uh, whatever they're celebrating. And that was really impressive to me that it was designed in a way not just as an outdoor center but kind of a, a, a gathering place for for people to have their, their get-togethers. And like you said last night, there were um, just before we started taping, I think you said the Riverfront Conservancy had a whole bunch of what looked like high-powered people walking yep. to the riverfront and everything. So talk a little bit about the facility you have for the meetings and the and the gatherings upstairs. Well, and the rooms we have, I just love. We have the room that overlooks the city and the Ambassador Bridge and the river. That's um, a, a very good room for trainings and things like that, but it has this whole wall of window that just the city just opens up on. And then we have our two-story loft. And our building, built in 1892, just has beautiful structure. So the original steel is exposed in that room. Original brick is in, in two-story loft with original brick just full of character. And that room looks out on the Detroit River. And we have had four weddings. We have another one this weekend. We had a Wayne State Med School graduation party last week. Had a couple wow. of baby showers. We're um, we've uh, entertained a lot of foundations. Um, we've had some gala events, fundraisers for those foundations. We've had um, uh, uh, Moose Jaw came in and did all their their training with their staff on new equipment in our building. They spent all day there and just trained their people in one of our in one of our classrooms. So we've had corporate and private. It very much has a community center feel to it. Like, if you're really committed, do you need a room? Come on in. We've got one for you. And the gathering spot, no question. Now, the building, I think it's important to mention that it's the, I think it was the Globe Building, but has a lot of history to it, and people were so happy to hear that you were preserving that building. 
it's people love this building. It is a noble building. We saved about 40% of the original structure, which was actually six buildings kind of clawed together over time, but built in eight. Henry Ford was an apprentice machinist in the building for two years as a teenager. Um, it served the shipping industry, and, and so it was on the corner of the railroad and the river, so the height of industry in the early 1900s. And then today it's on the corner of the river walk and the Declinder Cut, kind of the height of recreation. So it's kind of a perfect circle of life. People wonder what's going on in Detroit. Well, no one would think that this huge old industrial building that everyone gave up on, and they really did give, give up on it, it was in pretty bad shape, could come back as something as incredible as all of up north inside a building. It's the unexpected. And, and that's what's bringing Detroit back. Crazy, it's Shinola, unexpected. How did that happen? Um, all these crazy great um, chefs we have doing crazy inventive food things. Everything that's happening is what you would never have dreamed of. It's coming out of left field, and it's fun to be part of the unexpected. I, it sure is, and I feel like I've, you know, it's part of it as well. I make so many trips there, and I'm in touch every day with everybody from Detroit. And, and I got a uh, Facebook post the other day from uh, Renee Monforton, who is the uh, marketing and communications director for the Detroit Convention and Visitors Bureau. And she posted, she said, Emily, we're walking, we're getting a tour right now from Linda Walters. I've got journalists from all over the world, and she's giving us a tour of the Outdoor Adventure Center. And I was happy to see you say nice things about Detroit shirts and mugs and stickers. So I'm going to use this as a time to thank you, you know, reaching out and saying we really want to be a caretaker of that movement from 1979, just like Shinola is and Chris at Detroit GT and City Bird and Historical Museum, but you have really taken it on. I think we're, we're your only thing that you have in there, isn't it? We, you, you are first of all my personal hero, and the message and the idea and the hopefulness and the optimism that that, that you bring to all of us is is like incredible. So it's infectious, and and I'm so proud that we're able to carry it. And the conversations we have, because I have to cover the gift shop a lot when we're busy. The conversations we have about the same nice things is incredible. Either people remember you and remember the, the movement and remember the, those times as, as really wonderful times in their history, or they've never heard of it and we get to tell the story because they're 19 years old and they don't know. And, and so we get to tell that story. And I know, you know, you saw our, our, our little Abby. We really infused the staff with, hey, you're, you're, Rep in Detroit, and what your interaction here is, is people experiencing Detroit probably for the first time because people have not visited often enough. And, you know, our Abby had a problem with a, a car problem, and somebody interviewed her and said, oh, someone took the tires off your car. And she said, no, but I'll always say nice things about Detroit. Yeah, you know, I, that was the greatest story because it was uh, the, the Channel 7, somebody, of course, people sent it to me, right? Channel 7 doing the newscast, or Ronnie Dahl, I believe it was, and I, I think it was 7, and and uh, they, they showed the bumper of the car that had been stolen. It had a sticker, Say Nice Things About Detroit on yeah. it, and it said uh, that the owner said that she got the sticker at Outdoor Adventure Center, <laughs> and she had just put it on a few hours before, and then they got into the story, and I loved it. I, I ended up getting in touch with Ronnie Dahl, the newscaster, and uh, Walter Gildersleeve, who was the one that reported the stolen car behind a house or something. And, and, uh, and the, but the, the story, the newscaster, Ronnie, did a great job, I thought, because while she showed it was sad that it was, the car was stolen, she did say to your uh, uh, Abby, Abby, who yeah. you, 
they, she says, but Abby, how do you feel now about, you know, would you still say nice things about Detroit? She said, absolutely. Detroit's a great city. I'll always say nice things about Detroit. It happens. You know, and, and that that is contagious. That idea and that feeling, and and the our, our everybody at our work they have to buy the stuff from the store, and everybody has a mug, and everybody has a bumper sticker, and most of the people in the office have a magnet, and you know people fight for the shirts when they come in in, in their sizes and things because we are so proud, and it's it's so simple but so it shouldn't be unusual to say nice things about Detroit, but since it is, those of us who care. We say it continuously. <laughs> well, you know, I look at it, and I always used to say it's just like individuals. We may have friends and even ourselves. We're working on our shortcomings. But meanwhile, we want people to think and say nice things about us. And that's exactly. how I always talk about Detroit. There's a lot of challenges, and there's a lot of good things going on. And while so many are working very hard for the challenges, and and uh, speaking of, I got a note just this morning from um, Marianne McCourt, who just went on as the executive director at the uh, – Matrix Theater, and she sent me a note saying, uh, is there any chance, where is it here, any chance you have Emily's across the streets left for purchase? We have an Emily at Matrix who used to wear, I just got this about a half hour ago, used to wear her mom's shirt when she was little. If so, be happy to purchase it for ours. Thanks, and see you soon in the city. Every day I, I get a story awesome. or something, you know, like that. But um, speaking of the challenges, that was a really fun challenge of the Detroit Police Department put out there, wasn't it, with the dance? Oh, we've got some people with some moves. <laughs> we love that. Oh, my gosh. They have, gosh, like, 4 million that. views on YouTube, and I think it really, you know, we also make a sticker, uh, Chris from Detroit GT and myself, a sticker that says Detroit Cops Are Tops, because I they were my, um, one of the, the, the Detroit Police and the athletic, um, their, their athletic team that went to the police Olympics across the country, we would always... Uh, support them and give them t-shirts to wear and and um so we still use that phrase detroit cops are tops and i always love that you know and used to get so much feedback and of course isaiah mckinnon who's the deputy mayor was a policeman uh that used to come in the store all the time back in the 70s and 80s and i and when he became deputy mayor i kind of stayed in touch with him but i sent him a photograph of him and his uh, police olympics team wearing the shirts at toronto Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> and he said to me, I need a new shirt. So last year I went up and to his office up in the mayor's office and, and gave him a new shirt and had a lot of fun talking with him. But the history is deep. And as you say, you know, I'd love if you got pictures of anybody that has those stories or get their emails for me because I try to stay in touch with everybody that, that reaches out in that way. But thank you so much for for being a caretaker of it and, and your enthusiasm. Boy, they got the right person in that that position because not only am I watching what you're doing, but I'm, as I say, I'm, I'm getting feedback from people around the city about what you're doing down there. So at the Outdoor Adventure Center, it's Linda Walters we've been talking to, who is the director of the Outdoor Adventure Center in downtown Detroit, right on the Riverwalk on Atwater. For those of you not real familiar with this, if you're a Detroiter off of Jefferson Avenue on your way to Belle Isle and near the DeQuinder Cut, you can rent bikes at the wheelhouse, and actually there's going to be bike ride sharing pretty soon in Detroit. But, um, so some last thoughts about uh, what you'd like to share as far as the Outdoor Adventure Center. I'm going to see you in a week. I'll be there, and we'll, we'll get some stuff on for YouTube. But any last thoughts today as you're, uh, you know, just feeling high about what's going on in the city on a, on a beautiful spring day? 
Oh, I know. It is such a day. I'm so excited to get the chance to talk to you. We're thrilled to be someone you trust with this important message, and so we can't wait for you to visit. And I would just encourage everyone, come downtown. Come to Detroit if you haven't traveled. It, you'll be amazed. You'll you'll absolutely be amazed. We're super proud of what we're doing, and we're doing it at a level, I think, that would surprise a lot of people. Um, it's worth the trip. Detroit, we're hot and sexy. Come see us. Well, I, you know, I um, when I used to talk to school kids that come into the store, I used to always have a phrase that I'd say is that Detroit is a big enough city that makes a difference in the world, and it's a small enough city that an individual can make a difference. And and you're not unique in your energy and your efforts to make a difference. It's happening all over the city because it is that kind of town where individuals can make a difference and put together a team like you have at the Outdoor Adventure Center. I know Abby has moved on now. She's doing, and let's see, I've been following her, her, uh, yeah, she's, with oh, that's thrilling. AmeriCorps. Yeah. She's with AmeriCorps. AmeriCorps. But yeah. it's the heart of what, where she goes and everything is her her care and love for for, for Detroit. Yep. So that's she's really changing cool. the world with a big heart and hard work. That's yeah. who we are, big-hearted, hard-working folks, and, and that's what's making the difference. Well, I know your, your leader also, uh, Scott Pratt. Is it Scott? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, Scott. Absolutely. I enjoyed meeting him when I was at the center uh, back in last last summer. And uh, please say hello to him. And you know, just uh, I've gotten more familiar with the whole system of the parks department throughout the state since being introduced to what you're doing. It's given me a a, a greater um, inspiration to what. Well, what do all the who? What are all the parks like? Heinz Park, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and you're learning that because I've had so many people tell me that that's where they ride their bikes, you know. And uh, I mean, it's it's everywhere that that the influence of the DNR, and I really wasn't aware of how how deep it impacted the parks throughout Michigan. And let's face it, pure Michigan. What a great slogan that's been for years because Michigan. I mean, with all the the uh, the Great Lakes, everything. It's just a, a wonderful state to travel. So maybe a couple comments about the parks throughout Northern Michigan too. Yeah, we have some wonderful parks, and that's part of our job connecting. We try to feature a park a month in the building and in some of our social media so that people learn about the lesser-known parks. With 102 state properties, two um, two working fishing fisher, fishery hatcheries, that's always hard to say, where you can actually see where we develop and, and raise fish to go out and stock the rivers and lakes in Michigan. Those are fascinating. And we have parks with with um, yurts and teepees that you can rent. We have parks on rivers. We have parks on Great Lakes. Um, we have parks in historic sites. Uh, there's so many different parks that have different unique personalities that our job is to try and get the story out about each and every one of them. Well, I, I look forward to continuing to be one of those people that gets the story out. You know, you're talking about people traveling to uh, Detroit. Whenever I'm there, I'm always at, you know, at Motor City Casino or something, and I always love to stop at the front desk and, and ask them, you know, where are people coming from? You know, what, are you busy? Yes, we are. And, and they'll, they tell me that people are – Detroit is a destination for them. They're not passing through. They come in for a week, and they love the city, and there's so much music in Detroit and, and, and down in your area right across the street, right? Right there, your Shane Park, wonderful concerts of, uh, you know, uh, high-visibility uh, 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 entertainers, and uh, it's really neat to have – have the people at the hotel say, you know, these are people that this is their destination. They want to come to Detroit, and they love to play in the city. So it's really nice to, nice to get these great stories. 
great. I can't wait till you're here. It's going to be so much fun. Well, I'll be in touch. I'm getting there in time to get over to the Detroit Grand Prix. And just in the first few days on there, the Detroit Grand Prix and also the uh, Detroit Tigers, the Nico League uh, weekend celebration. So there's just so much going on, and I'm I'm looking forward. I love being in Hawaii, but I love also having my, my foot in my hometown of Detroit. So Linda Walter, director of the Outdoor Adventure Center in downtown Detroit, where they're bringing up north, downtown. Great to talk to you, and I'll see you in a week. All right. I can't wait. Thank you so much. Oh, I loved it. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPN, Hawaii.com. You can get the free podcast at iTunes and also check it out on the Facebook page, Emily T. Gale, and people are really good about posting the shows other places. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And, uh, gosh, I'm, I just I love life. It's a beautiful spring day in Hawaii and a beautiful spring day in, in Detroit. And I'm happy for everybody that gets outdoors and enjoys this wonderful weather. Well, I went to the Detroit Grand Prix today on Belle Isle that um, Scott Pratt, who is the the gentleman that we spoke with earlier in the show that's in charge of, what, 53 parks across Michigan with the DNR, and Linda Walter, who's uh, the director of the Outdoor Adventure Center. They t- had been talking about the Detroit Grand Prix. In fact, I, I forgot to ask them. They had their wristbands on because they had done what they call, I think it's called the hot lap. They got a chance to ride in the cars and do a lap with one of the drivers a few days ago. And they were pretty excited about that. But while I was at the Outdoor Adventure Center uh, the other day, there were all kinds of trucks there, the conservation officers and the state police and uh, Roger Penske's security team um, doing the last detail plannings and logistics in case of emergencies and and just uh, all the their role at the Detroit Grand Prix, the, the three days. And um, it, you can really feel the impact of the DNR being in charge of these these particular parks um, in in downtown Detroit now, it's uh, very noticeable. They've, of course, they put millions of dollars into Belle Isle already, and, and the Grand Prix puts millions of dollars back into Belle Isle, which is where people run and ride bikes, and they canoe and kayak, and it's uh, everything for recreation. But while I was there today, today was a free day. It was just a wonderful day, and I, I taped a lot, but I didn't, I didn't have my volume turned up, so I'm going to just uh, tell you about what the day was like. First of all, it was. I've been to a lot of sporting events, and it was one of the most amazing uh, setups and organization. It just. It was. It was huge. Uh, the Detroit Grand Prix used to be in the streets of Detroit, which was really wonderful. But this venue out at Belle Isle, in in still in Detroit, but on on these this very large park within the city, it was just unbelievable. The the massive structures and. The grandstands, and you know, must have been a hundred food trucks, and and they had games set up, you know, like the Pistons and the, you know, Red Wings and the uh, Tigers. They were really neat games. I mean, like and, and the kind of common ones, but the ones you wanted to do, like throwing pitches and see how fast you threw. I, I've always wanted to do that, but it, the line is always so long at Comerica Park. I've never done it, but got to do that a couple times. Thirty-eight miles an hour was my. My fastest. I haven't thrown a ball in a long time, but I'm going to work on that. And um, they had, yeah, basketball. But they had so many games for the kids, and kind of off to the side. And kids, big kids and little kids. It was it was very, a very active day for people that didn't want to sit in the grandstands and watch the races. But sitting in the grandstands and watching the races was 
very, very exciting. And there was a nice crowd there. The the organization, the shuttle buses that took people onto the onto the island and and dropped them off and took them out to their cars that were parked, you know, a mile or two away was just a fantastic setup. And I, I think you know when you we look at where sports has come these days and the numbers of people that that go to sporting events and and what it takes. But for one that's set up just for three days, that's probably the most impressive I've ever seen. And felt pretty proud that it was right here in Detroit. And, of course, it's appropriate. The Detroit Grand Prix is, you know, the Motor City is, is able to host something like that. And a lot of credit goes to Roger Penske. And I think it's uh, Bud Den- Denker and everybody that, that works so hard on it and all the sponsors, Shinola, Quicken Loans. Uh, of course, uh, Quicken Loans, Dan Gilbert, who also owns the Cleveland Cavaliers, has put like $2 billion into Detroit and, uh, the buildings he's bought up, and just cre- the amount of recreation that he's created, and a lot of the activities that he creates around the buildings. All the Quicken Loan employees. Uh, I work in Detroit now, and it's pretty amazing what's what's going on here. And the other night, uh, the Slow Roll Bike Event, which is on Monday nights in Detroit, so it was founded by uh, Jason Hall and Mike McCool with just a couple hundred runners a few years ago, and now it's thousands every Monday night, and the I have to kind of chuckle because back when I put on the very first run that was ever put on the streets of Detroit in 1975, um, I was told by the police chief, no, you can't do a street a run in the streets of Detroit. You need to go out to Belle Isle, the park. And I was like, no, we want to showcase the city of Detroit in the streets. And he finally let me and they gave us a parade permit. But what's evolved since then has been fantastic. And it's always kind of fun to have people tell me I was their inspiration. And I, I, I don't feel uncomfortable about saying that because I remember how hard we worked in order to create an attitude. I was always saying that the streets are the greatest asset we have for recreation and we should be using them. And boy, boy, do they ever here in Detroit now. And um, so the slow roll, they had a special one on Wednesday night. I had hoped to ride in it, but my plane arrived late. And they started in downtown Detroit, rolled out to Bile Isle, and everybody got to do a lap on the Grand Prix route, which was pretty cool. There were a couple, I think they had about three or 4,000 bikers. So that was pretty neat. But this city has just become the forerunner for, for urban recreation, and it's pretty pretty special. You know, so many people always look to Hawaii because of the Ironman and triathlons, which is really great. I mean, that's all I hear about when I... I'm in Detroit, and people know I've done the Ironman because back when we did it in 81 and 82, it was pretty big news because we ran a contest where the person who guessed my closest to my finishing time won an all-expense-paid trip to the Ironman the next year and got to road, ride, drive a Ford Mustang all week, and we had him work in the press room. <laughs> so that was way back in 1981, I think, or 82. But now I I just uh, hear from people all the time that are from other places. And, in fact, John um, uh, Zimmerman, who was uh, uh, real involved in, in biking, and his his uh, partner, uh, Laura Deerenfield, used to be the executive director of PATH, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii. She's now running the uh, non-motorized division in um, Austin, Texas. I got a note from John. He's coming to Detroit this week for... Uh, I think it's, uh, I forgot the name of the organization, but they're using Detroit to people that try to create uh, community events. And John has something called Active Towns that he's been working on for several years. But they're using Detroit as the, what might I say, like the prototype of what cities can be doing in recreation. And I think that's a, 
a, a real accolade and a real testimonial to all that is happening here in the city of Detroit. And it's fun to share it with people and, and hear from people that live other places and live in Hawaii that have been here and experienced what's going on. And uh, I, I kind of all redirected all back to uh, Parks and Recreation the, the, in Michigan here, the DNR, which does run the Outdoor Adventure Center that we talked with Linda about earlier and, and Scott. And it's just, uh, it's not something that was going on in Detroit 10 years ago. It's pretty pretty special. So it's fun to share it with the listeners here. And I uh, I sure wish that my what I had taped at Grand Prix today had worked out, but I'll get some more over the weekend because uh, hopefully some of you will come to Detroit next year to, to watch the Detroit Grand Prix and ride in slow rolls and ride through the streets of Detroit where so much is going on. And uh, the, the streets were designed like a spoke and used to be two million people that lived in the city, and so there are cars everywhere. Now there's about seven hundred thousand. So the the streets there's a lot of room for bicyclists, and they've there's miles of bike lanes, and what we refer to as the DeQuinder Cut, which used to be railroad tracks, and now those kind of things go underneath the bridges and over to the Eastern Market, which is a very popular place. It's just a very special thing that's happening here, and I always wish. Uh, in, in, and also accolades to everybody who on the Big Island is working so hard to create more bike trails. And like Grant and Janet Higa Miller from Bike Works, they've done so much to to clear trails, and they're big volunteers with PATH. And whatever community it's in, it, it all takes um, a whole lot of effort on the part of a whole lot of people. And it's awfully fun to share. So it's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. And want to acknowledge some of my wonderful supporters, Waikoloa Beach Resort, BikeWorks Beach and Sport, uh, 808 Computers, um, who else? Aloha Visitor Guides, Keola Magazine, Chikunataki, Ayaha River Coffee, and many more longtime supporters and, and friends. And it's a, a real privilege for me to have this show here on ESPNHawaii.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Aloha.